I'm the leader of this squad. So listen up. You said Dracula knows we're here. So let's just try to find the Anuk. And get the hell out of here. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of Splattercast. Woo! Um, this is Chucky and CJ back for another episode. Heck yeah! And for those of you that did not figure out what that is from, it is from one of my absolute number one favorite like horror kids movies from when I was a kid, which is... Monster Squad. So, Monster Squad's a really interesting and unique movie. One that I've actually never seen replicated. And this is the movie when everybody else is watching The Goonies and everybody has the love for The Goonies. They were watching that and I was watching this. This is what I was watching when I was a kid. We recorded it off... I think it was like one of those free H HBO um, weekends back in like the 80s. And we had it on a VHS tape. And I watched it all the time. Which is interesting because it also had another movie that I adored, which is not a horror film. And that was Masters of the Universe was on there as well. And I have a love for it for later in life. You're the one that showed me this movie. Yeah, because it's like... The best way it's ever been described is the little rascals meet the Universal Movie Monsters. Yeah. But the funny thing about this movie is in order for them not to get sued by Universal, they had to alter the characters a slightly. Like, Frankenstein doesn't look like Universal Frankenstein. Wolfman doesn't have, like... The, the, ha the hair like that, it's more wolf-like. The Gill Man is uh, slightly different. Yep. And Dracula is different, but the cape that he's wearing and the ring that he has is actually Bela Lugosi's cape and ring. Wow. Like his actual cape and ring in there. And it's even the mummy looks different. It's more frail. Mm-hmm. And it's... The funny thing is, because I, I used to have the DVD that has a six-hour documentary, which I watched multiple times. The people that created the Gilman in that one created the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh. They're the same people that created that. Uh, the uh, Chioto Brothers created the Gilman, which is my favorite Universal movie monster. And actually has, there's some cool scenes in there with him. So, we rewatched re it uh, a couple days ago. So, how do you feel about it? Looking at it from the standpoint of, it's 2019. It's one of the rare ones that has not been remade from the 80s. How do you think it 
I think it still holds, holds up. up. Yeah. I still think it holds up nowadays. Um, it's like, I don't know. Especially like in the 90s when I was growing up. Like that just reminded me completely of 90s. Not so much nowadays. But I still think it holds up pretty well. I mean, we all start out as kids. And that whole monster hunt, treasure hunt-esque feel. Drawing monsters in school. Yeah. Like, it's, we still do that today. But, I mean, a lot of the references are pretty 90s. I Especially mean, uh, the him being able to build, to make wooden stakes. And make bullets in school. Yeah. That's a no-go nowadays. But, like, all that stuff, like, it's like, it brings you back to being a kid again. Like the one-hour photo? Yeah. (laughs) It does. It brings you back to being like, oh my gosh. You know, crawling around outside, imagining, like, you're going through tombs and stuff, looking for monsters and all that, you know. But, like, they're actually there in the movie. It, yeah, I don't know. That's how I feel. Like, it brought me back to my childhood of romping around in the backyard trying to find the ghouls and ghosts that are out there. And and I like watching it now when I'm older. Because when I was a kid, I saw this before I saw Dracula, Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Before I saw those all those really good horror movies from that era. So to me, this is like almost where my horror started. Because yes, my my sister made me watch all these horror movies I shouldn't be watching, but this was the first that I just latched onto. This is before I latched onto Friday the Thirteenth, Hellraiser, and Halloween. This was like my childhood, and I I love the weird paragraph conversation. Between him and his dad. That is so making fun of Friday the 13th. About um, the horror movie he wants to see at the drive-in Groundhog Day. Yeah. About how how could he return from the grave if he got blown up and all of his body pieces were sent to Norway. He'd still come back. And he's like, that was part 12. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, that to me is like really cool. It's like a little like nod to it. And it also like for me, um, it had some of the like Sandlot-esque feel to it. Like when, at towards the beginning when they're all up in the clubhouse and they're trying to initiate the new guy. And the new guy is, knows more about the monsters than the monster club itself. You know, than he, all the he's other like people. one of the coolest characters in the movie, though. Yeah, Rudy, who it's always weird. Like, where, where is his family? Why does I always thought it was funny that he's hanging out with like middle school kids or yeah. elementary school kids, and he's clearly in junior high or high school because he goes to school with. Uh, he's a great like the next school up. Yeah. Whether they're in elementary school or middle. If they're in elementary school, then he's in middle. If they're in middle, then he's in high school. It's just weird because this, his yeah. introduction scene, he lights his cigarette, but he's wearing, like, penny loafers. Yeah. Which is so not cool nowadays. <laughs> but back then, it was probably like, 
he has the look from the outsiders. He has the slick back hair, the leather jacket, the white shirt, the jeans that have the little uh the, the, bo- the, bo- the bottoms rolled up yeah. and he has the gloves, the fingerless gloves that were so 80s. So we should probably talk about the story. <laughs> so as you can tell I um, unabashedly love this movie. Nah, he's blushing. He's lying. So it's <laughs> there's this amulet that can control and keep like monsters like in purgatory, like in this weird area where they can't get out. And every hundred years they can come out and last time what happened, like Van Helsing screwed up and he got sent into this wormhole. Because it starts off in the 13th century yeah. era. And then, which, that, the opening scene is, like, really cool. Because it has the old scroll scrolling paragraph that you have to read. And then there's, like, all these coffins. And there's, like, spiders walking around. And you got mm-hmm. the Brides of Dracula. It is so, like, Hammer film. Like, not even Universal, but, like, Hammer films. And then it goes to present day. Where there's these group of kids... That are in trouble because they're drawing pictures of their teacher. And get, they call her cat lady. And it's basically. They're getting in trouble but they love monsters. And Dracula's aw- awakens first. And he like gets all the monsters because they find Frankenstein. So for Frankenstein's coffin like ends up. In this swamp. But all the monsters get like. Resurrected. So it's these little kids. Versus the monsters. And the movie takes. Everything that takes place in the movie. Is within 24 hours. Wow. Yeah. So it's like. Literally. Like. Quick. Very fast. Where they have to come up with a plan. To try and stop. Dracula. And it's. It's very. The whole area is really cool. Because it was filmed. On the Universal, like, it was, not the Universal lot, but where they filmed Back to the Future, it was filmed on the same lot, because if you look in certain areas, you can see the set pieces from Back to the Future and other 80s movies from that time. The final battle takes place in the same area where uh, Marty gets the uh, DeLorean up to 88 miles per hour. Yep. And... The really cool thing is in most to so they couldn't get in trouble with Universal. In order to get the electrodes to go off, they actually attach them to his head. And that brings it up and that's what resurrects Frankie. But this one does the it the right way because Frankenstein was never a villain. He was never an evil character. He was misunderstood. Yeah, I really liked that how they portrayed Frankenstein in this one. Because even in their original Frankenstein, like, he was a very misunderstood, like, it's very much like, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. He's an outcast because of how he looks. And then he's misunderstood because he doesn't understand the fact, like, at the end of the movie, if you guys haven't watched it, oh well, spoiler alert, he ends up throwing a little girl into, you know... The water. The water. Thinking, like, it's okay because she's throwing little flowers in there. And he 
views her the same as the flowers. Like, oh, she's such a beautiful thing. I need to throw it into the water. And she drowns. Like, he was misunderstood. And for that, he was, like, executed type thing. Yeah. And so this one, it's, like, it's him finally getting what he didn't have in the original. If that makes sense. Because he actually friends befriends the little kid. And... I mean, oh my gosh, the end like just pulls on your heartstrings and you're crying and oh. We'll get to that in a in a sec. Um, the when they because the little girl finds uh, F- Frankie and they be they there's this really good bond between uh, the little girl and Frankie who in real life could not read. She actually okay. was she actually was five and. Hmm. The main character, Sean, his mom finds the, at a, randomly finds at a, at a garage sale on Shadow Brook Road, which is the same place where the Dracula's house is, which mm-hmm. looks just like the house from Forrest Gump. Just saying, looks like Forrest Gump after. Jenny. Finds the <laughs> diary of Van Helsing, but it's in German. <laughs> so they actually go. And they talk to the scary German guy, which the the cool thing, like when you're older, you can pick up on things because I would have never picked up on. He's actually not German. He's Jewish because when he closes the door, he has the concentration camp numbers like yeah, on the his, tattoo on his wrist. So and he was able to translate it. But that just that brings some realism to it. So does the part where they. Um, they, sh- they give him a mask of Frankenstein, of the monster, because that's the biggest misconception with Frankenstein. He's the monster, not Frankenstein, but... They but everybody him- calls him Frankenstein, yeah. so... Uh, they give him the mask, and he touches it, and he slams it on the, on the ground, and then he feels his face, and he says, scary. So, like, when you're a kid, that's like... Mm-hmm. Like, sad. Because he's not realizing that's him. Yeah. He's not, he, he's scared of the mask. It's scary. Yeah. And then he doesn't realize that he looks like the mask. Like, that's him. Yeah. That is very heartbreaking. And then I love the, uh, when, when they're having the dude in the jail and he's telling them to lock him up. Because he said he's going to turn into a werewolf. They're telling him to, to lock him up. Lock him up. And they don't do it. They shoot him with regular bullets. Because this is <laughs> this is the ongoing thing in the in the whole movie. Is that they say... How do you kill a werewolf? Rudy says there's only one way to kill a werewolf. And, that's and that was silver bullets. And everybody else says is car crash, bombs, anything can kill a werewolf. And we'll get to that later on. But... You'll later on you you get to see who's right and who's wrong, but the transformation for that movie is cool, and I love the look. It just sucks that most movies don't go for that look because mm-hmm. it has pants halfway torn up, just like you imagine, shirt ripped, and it's like full. the The face looks so awesome. Hmm. And it's full wolf, you could tell. Yeah. They went for a really more eerie creature-like wolf look. 
That one's really cool. The mummy's more comical. Yeah. I think it's like a comical moment. But the gill man looks amazing. amazing. No, they did really good on the costumes. I really liked them. Which is weird because the guy that um the guy that was the gill man he had experience like making effects. So this mm. is his first time ever portraying a monster ever. Huh. And he was uh, he did the effects in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, uh, in um, part three. He, okay. he helped work on them, and then this was his first time like in there. But when he made the suit, he want he didn't want it look fake, so he made it seem like there's hmm. no way to get it off if you have to go to the bathroom. Wow! And he had to do those scenes uh, where he's submerged in the water and keeps popping up. Because there's no seams in it anywhere, so it just looks wow. seamless. He's also because it is seamless. He's also the same guy uh, he portrayed a uh, pumpkin head. Okay. So he also did. So now he does creature work where he is does the stunts in movies. But uh, this movie was the first one where he actually stepped into it, and he does interviews where he talks about it was difficult trying to adjust because he didn't realize how hard stunt work is because there's this. <laughs> There's a scene later in the movie where the creature's like attacking cops on the street and he didn't realize that the spikes that are on the arm, you really can't tell that they're spikes, but they're like long and they go like this. He accidentally hit somebody, went through the cop hat and cut the dude. So when he pulled the costume out of it, out of the hat, it just started squirting blood. Oh my God. So he cut him like for real and the guy had to get stitches because he couldn't see. Because it goes like the yeah. eyes were off to the side, so he could only he said it was like looking through a keyhole, so he couldn't see, but he knew the beats. It was like boom, 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 right, right side, boom, 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 left. But somebody was off on their oh god on their targeting, so it could have been worse. But he said he couldn't see. Wow, it's. It was really cool and a lot. What they did for all the monsters is all the monsters had scenes that you remember. Um, Wolfman got snards. Yes. Um, that uh, is the most famous. Monster stole my Twinkie. And that's with the Gilman, right? Yeah. But that little kid has a scene with two different monsters. Because the other one is mummies in my closet. Yeah. And... That scene is funny because remember, I just remember being a kid and when your parents look in the closet, because they never look in the closet. There's like, oh, look, there's nothing there. And this one, it's flat out. He opens the closet door and you could see this mummy is just sitting there. And he's like, see, there's nothing in there. There's nothing for you to be afraid of. Now go to bed. <laughs> and then the like mummy just slinks out of the window. And the Gill Man, like, steals his Twinkie. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious. But Wolfman's Got Nards is what everybody remembers. We even used it in the opening for this episode. Because most... You, you would think that Wolfman would... Didn't have, that if you kicked the Wolfman in the nuts, that he would not drop. Yeah. But he does. <laughs> well, because he's still human. He's both. He's I know, but human it's still... and wolf, so... 
I mean, wolves have nards, so, I mean, but yes, like, Everybody. you would not think that would be a weakness of the wolf man. And that's when, what happens is they, they, they separate, hi Sage, uh, they separate into two teams, one is Rudy and, um, Sean's best friend, mm-hmm. are in one group, because they have to ask, um, Sean's best friend whether or not his sister's a virgin. And the <laughs> and the other ones have to go and um go to the castle where Dracula is. So they're going on the dangerous one. And you there's moments where you can really tell that it's not very kitty. Because Frankie even says that the uh master wants children dead. And normally when you're a little kid in movies, they don't use the term children dead. They don't they don't yeah. say that in a lot of this stuff. That's true. I, I mean, in a lot of the scary movies and stuff like that, they don't go after kids. Like, that's like a no-go. So, that being probably one of the first movies that you ever watched that actually had that. So, I could see how that would be scary for kids. And it's a contrast because you got the really scary stuff here. And then you got this comedy sequence of like these two guys trying to ask this girl if she's a virgin and then they end up not saying are you a virgin have you ever been borked yeah <laughs> which is the it's the only movie i've ever heard the term bork i think it wasn't bork it was porked yeah but he it comes off like i always thought it was borked because the brother can't ask because he's just too I can't ask, yeah. And then they blackmail her with naked pictures of her that Frankie took in order for <laughs> her to help them. Because he said he was going to uh, post it on the school bulletin board underneath the pictures of the prom queen. <laughs> Throwback to 90s. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, I'm just going to post it on the internet. And then you have on the other side where they walk in there and... This explosion happens that was set off by Dracula, and everything comes down on Frankenstein. So you think he's dead, because a whole bunch of stuff goes on him. Then they get attacked by the werewolf, and then they go down into the lower level, and they're sitting there is the amulet. And earlier Dracula found it, but he didn't want to, he can't touch it. Hmm. Because he could have grabbed it earlier, but he didn't. And then, I love it. The How do they get away from Dracula? How? Tell them, tell them, Chucky, tell them. A garlic pizza. Europe! <laughs> pizza. That, the, the fat kid had, and you only hear his name twice in the movie. You hear it's... it in the beginning, and you hear it at the end. Chud? No. Horace. <laughs> it's not Chud. No, Chud is a, <laughs> is a... Um, horror film. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Let me just throw one out there. That sounds weird. Chud. Yeah, they call him Fat Kid all throughout the movie. Because even even like his <laughs> friends in the Monsters Club, there's a scene where they said Fat Kid farted. And oh, that's so horrible. Yeah, like everybody just to be named Fat Kid. Everybody just calls him Fat Kid, and the sad thing is he is. He is very memorable in the movie, but he is not with us anymore. 
He passed away many years ago before this movie got the following it did. So they escape there, and then everybody congregates together. And while they're driving away in this weird pickup truck that everybody somehow fits in, like the mummy attaches to it. Wow. And then they rip the bandages off, and they... Undo the bandage. They undo the bandages, and then the like skull just drops on the ground. That's creepy. And then they end up going in the town square, and they try and go to a church. They're like monsters hate church, but it's locked because it's like they have to stop everything by midnight, and it's like three minutes to midnight. Isn't that like a song? Yeah, it's three by minutes. Iron Maiden. Yeah, three <laughs> minutes to midnight or something like yeah. that. Huh. And it gets intense. I mean, it gets the, intense because then the vampire brides show up, Dracula's brides that he made earlier in the film, and then oh. and then they ask Rudy, "Where are you going?" And then it's the only time any of the kids swear in the whole movie. He says, "I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I?" <laughs> As he just starts taking out vampire brides with shots, and then one of them goes up to him. Because somehow he loads wooden stakes into this bow and arrow that he stole. Yeah. He just takes a stake and just starts stabbing this girl in the chest. <laughs> so out of everybody in the Monster Squad, he's actually the only one. That kills. That kills. And I think monsters. that was to show that he's more mature than they are. Yeah. So then there's a, there's a sequence. We're going to finally talk about the werewolf thing. So <sighs> I don't know if I can, man. Werewolves scare me. So, um, they, the, Dracula starts flying through the air, and he gets shot, and he ends up in a, in a window, so the dad of, uh, who thought his son died because Dracula tried to blow up the clubhouse, that's another thing that was kind of intense. Yeah. And the mom thinks that her son... Tried and, to kill everybody. And her daughter are dead, because yeah. he throws a dynamite... Into there, he also kills uh, Sean's dad's uh, uh, partner, his police partner. He blows up his car. So Dracula kills. Wow. There's death in this movie. They actually kill people. Yeah. So Dracula does that, and his car is awesome. It's a hearse that has a skull on the top of it, like a <laughs> hood ornament. Fucking yeah. Awesome. And so Sean's dad goes up there, and there's like. Dracula's in, like, half-bat, half-vampire form. Yeah. It's all, like, creepy, like, this big, giant, like... Bat, bat man. Bat with a vampire man head. Man-bat? Yeah, like, man-bat. <laughs> and then... Yes. I was like, it's not Batman. What's the other one? Man-bat. 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 Batman villain. Man-bat. <laughs> And then from there, like, the werewolf shows up and yes. tries to kill Sean's dad. I know, I saw that. And then Sean shows up out of nowhere and takes a stick of dynamite and shoves it in his pants by the crotch. And they light it and just push him out the window. Yep. And he explodes. But the cool thing is after he explodes, and they're like, they look down, he's like, oh, he's dead because Sean thinks werewolves. Kill him anyway. But his body, like, all the pieces, like, slides together. Like, you don't see the body come back together, but it insinuates, because back then probably it was harder to do that. 
Um, so it yeah. all slides, and then you see a scene of it popping up, and then another scene comes where the gill man just pops out of like a sewer, like little manhole. It's like yeah. this, like the Ninja Turtles. Poof. And he kills, the Gilman kills like eight cops in a row. Yeah. And then. Made him bleed too. And then fat kid. <laughs> picks Horace. Up, picks up the shotgun and with one shot just shoots it right in the chest. And Gilman just goes boom. Hits the ground. And then the, the bullies that picked on him in the beginning of the movie. Um. They said, good shot, fat kid. And he pumps a shotgun and says, my name is Horace. So I'm pretty sure they'll never fuck with him again. Because <laughs> he could have shot their ass. <laughs> did you want to do that to the bullies? Yes, I did. My name's Chucky. But I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> fat kid. I was just the... Weirdo. The weird kid that had all these interests that weren't cool back in the 90s. And then Rudy gets another cool moment. Where the werewolf shows up again and all the cops are trying to shoot him with regular guns. So he takes one of the dead cop's guns, dumps all the bullets out, and puts one silver bullet in there. Or not one, he loads the whole thing with silver bullets. <laughs> and All's eight. And he like shoots him a couple times, but he, he misses. And then he says, ya bang, which is a reference to... And Friday the 13th, part 6. Oh, uh, Why would you look at me like that? You're the Friday fan. Well, when they have the red dot in that one and put it um, up to his school, it says, anywhere the dot goes, ya bang. And that's what he says in Monster okay. Squad in order to kill the werewolf. All he says is, ya bang, and goes, bam! <laughs> and kills the werewolf. And the dude says thank you before he dies. Because, because he didn't want to be a werewolf. Because he ended the curse. Yeah. And then you get this... He didn't want to hurt people. He didn't want to injure people. That's why he was trying to get the police to put him in the yeah, cell. So. Yeah, to keep him safe and keep everybody else safe. So then you have the girl that's supposed to be a virgin. That's not. That's saying the line. And then she says, well, Steve didn't count. Yes, didn't it count. Did. So then they have the... The little girl, the five-year-old girl, that's um, can't read. They tell her what to say, and she almost gets done. Then Dracula shows up, and Dracula kills like six or seven people. So right now the kill count's probably up to forty, because they're just murdering people. And he grabs the little five-year-old by the face, and lifts her up, and says, "Give me the amulet, you bitch!" And he hisses at her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> our cat didn't like that very much. And even <laughs> when I was a kid, like that was like no go. And then when I found out that when they filmed the movie, she never saw Dracula on set until that scene, and that's the scene she did. So that was a real scream that the little girl had because she was five, and they didn't explain to her about Dracula, Dracula, and fakeness and all that. Yeah. But then Frankie comes back from the dead and yells bogus, which is bogus, which is the line that the that the little girl uh, taught, taught him because she taught him how to talk. And he knocks him all the way on this metal spike. 
Yeah. And then they finish doing the thing, and this whirlwind black hole of darkness shows up. Yeah. And starts sucking everything in there. It reminds me of the scene from Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Where everything's getting sucked through. And then all of a sudden, like, Dracula is trying to get sucked in, grabs Sean, grabs the little kid, and then Van Helsing shows up out of nowhere and just grabs Dracula, gives Sean the thumbs up, and then it's... I'll let CJ describe the scene. No, it (laughs) breaks my heart. The little girl's behind the bench so she can't get sucked in. And Frankenstein... I'm going to call him Frankenstein because he goes by Frankie. Frankie the Frankenstein monster. He's saying, I don't want to go. And he's like getting picked up and the little girl's reaching her arms out and grabbing his fingers and saying, don't go, Frankie. Don't go. And he's like, I don't want to go. And then, oh my gosh, I'm about to cry. (laughs) And then... She's like, Frankie, don't go. And he's like, it'll be okay. And he floats away to never be seen again. And she gives him her favorite stuffed animal. Yeah. Scraps. Yeah, it was like a little bunny or something. A little puppy dog. Close enough. It had long ears. I'm like, oh my god. And I'm bawling my eyes out. And right when he goes in is when the portal shuts. I know. It's like he couldn't hold on for 10 seconds longer, Frankie. And then 10 minutes later, the military shows up. Like in most things. Because the little freaking five, six-year-old that got his Twinkie stolen wrote a letter to the military in Cran. <laughs> and they say, where's the monsters? I'm like, well, we're the monster squad. And it just ends with like this... 80s rap fest. Yeah, I love that movie. But when it came out, it did not do well. It, peop, A lot of people didn't watch it. <laughs> I love the movie. I would have watched it if I knew about it. But what happened about 2006, 2007, this renaissance happened where people like me had been showing people the VHS over and over throughout the years of Monster Squad. So they started to get more and more of a cult following. And then they started playing it like at movie theaters and draft houses. Um, and people were just, it got more and more of a fan following. And then they re-released it and did a documentary and talked about how much people love the film. To the point that now it's considered... Cult classic. It's considered one of the best like movies <laughs> um, to come out, and people love and adore this movie. Yeah, and people like me just show it to whomever we can. I I did really enjoy watching it. Like I said, it brought me back to my childhood. I could see myself in the little girl. I could see myself, and I was sympathize with Sean. I could see myself in a lot of the kids. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I'm there. I'm hunting these monsters. The whole time you're told over and over and over that monsters don't exist. There's nothing to be afraid of. And like... And they appear. 
then they're there, and nobody believes them until the very end. Like, like, oh my gosh, the kids were right. We should probably listen to them. And the cool <laughs> thing is, anybody that has Amazon Prime, it's free right now. And it's on Free! So we both thoroughly enjoy this movie. Uh, it has a good lasting impression. Anybody that hasn't seen it, I think should see it. Any other closing thoughts? Watch it. All right. You gotta watch it, guys. It's an awesome movie if you haven't seen it. Show it to your kids. Show it to the neighbor's kids. Steal some kids to show it to. Don't do that. That's bad. But, you know, do something. It's an awesome movie. It's an awesome family movie. Um, there is some cursing, so... Not a whole lot, but there's a little bit. I mean, there still is. I mean... There's like three spots where there's cursing. Yeah. This, one, one, no, about three, two or three. Yeah, but most of it is stuff that your kids probably have already heard. I'm just saying, yeah. there are curse words in it for a kids movie. So, anywho's, I like it. You should watch it. What do you think? Any last thoughts? Um, last things I'm going to add is, not revolved to the movie, but soon we're going to be, uh, we're, we're vamping up for October. I'm super excited. So we're planning out, uh, reviews for this channel and for this, uh, podcast, as well as trying to figure out what we're going to do content wise for the, um, Chucky's Funhouse channel, which we're going to be doing some reviews. We are going to be doing... 31 days. Tried to. We're going to try to do 31. We're shooting for 31, but 31 life does days happen. of horror films that we're going to try and review. Heck yes, I'm super excited. <laughs> Daffy Duck. Donald Duck. Having a fight. Yep. You woke the cat up. That's okay, he'll go back to sleep. I don't think so. It looks like he's up up. All right, so. <laughs> Love y'all. And we will see you on the next episode, which will be Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Bye. Bye.